Today I am joined by my good friend Lucian Boyku, who's here uh, sitting with me. I'm just so excited to have him on here. And um, first of all, it's a pleasure having you here. Thanks for coming. Hi Neil, pleasure to to be here and go through this with yeah, you. Yeah, and uh, you know, so just to give you guys a little bit about Lucian. Um, he's been a good friend in my life, maybe past decade or so. I'd say. Wow, it's already been that long. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, and, and uh, you know, Lucian and I have met through work, um, through work situations and stuff, and we've become good friends outside of work. And I'll tell you what, he's been a person for me that has really helped me along my life journeys in so many ways, in the good times and bad times, uh, ups and downs. He's just always been there for me, and uh, I've just always valued our great relationship, our great friendship, and everything. And I'm just so excited to have you here today. And with with having you on, I think there's so much value you can bring today. And just to give everybody a little bit of background on Lucian. Um, so first of all, he's from a different country. He's from Romania, correct? Yep. And uh, how old were you when you came over here? Oh, man, I was 12. 12 years old. So 12 years old, came over from Romania to a new country by yourself with your whole family. I don't even think I no, know. So uh, we were fortunate um, when we came in that uh, the United States uh, has a program called like the visa lottery. And okay. they issue out like every year a certain amount of visas to uh, other countries around the world. Um, and we just we were very fortunate to win one of those. Really? Uh, my mom was very bored at work one day and she saw this thing in the paper uh, that said, you know, you can apply for a citizenship to the United States, and really, she she thought it was a hoax, but her and her whole office <laughs> they just uh, filled it out um, and sent it off, and then just forgot about it. And six months later, or some some good amount of time later, we got this letter in the mail that said, "Congratulations, you've been approved to come to the United States." And really, so all four of us could uh, could come together. No kidding. Yeah. See, I don't think I knew. I didn't know that whole story and how that worked out, and but. But, you know, I, I say that because so, so Lucian came here, obviously, when he was 12 years old, whole new country, whole new life. Um, obviously, went through high school, all your high school years here. Yeah. Um, and then went to a uh, one of my favorites, if not the favorite, uh, Georgia Institute of Technology or Georgia Tech. All right. And um, obviously succeeded there. What was your major there? Computer engineering. Computer engineering. So comes here, gets into Georgia Tech, goes to Georgia Tech, graduates, and now he is a successful business owner in the technology industry um, that we've had the privilege of working with for many years. And one of my favorite things when people ask me about Lucian is he is just that type of guy that he just, when you need something done, he gets it done. And it doesn't matter what it, what it's specifically in. You're just always one of those guys that it almost doesn't matter who asks, whether you like them or not, you right. get stuff done. And right. if someone gives you a task, it gets done. It doesn't matter if it's for business, personal, hobbies, whatever. I think you're probably one of the most well-rounded people I've ever met. And um, it's just amazing. Uh, and that's why I wanted to have you on here today was with your background. I mean, that's a challenge in itself coming from another country, succeeding here in America, creating a successful business that you work in. And uh, just seeing the way you pursue life and, and from my perspective. And so really appreciate you having you here. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to get right into the questions if you're good with that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So question one I had was, again, being from another country. So I kind of wanted to set you up on that. Um, coming from a whole new world, you know, from a different part of the world, coming here to America. How was that, first of all, with the experience? Okay. And I want you to talk about 
How is the experience coming from, you know, 12 years old? Is a, that's a tough age. And as I'm talking, I'm just thinking what it would be like to be 12 years old and go all the way across America, or all the way across the world, excuse me. Yeah, an entire ocean. An entire ocean from Romania to America. And I think we take that for granted how easy that is. But tell me about that experience of what, how you remember it. And I'd love for you to, as you get into it, tell me what was hard about it. Right. So, I mean, the flight is super easy, right? You <laughs> just get in the plane and, and, you know, you arrive at your destination. Um, but, all right, imagine this, if you will, for just first experiences. Um, the only person in my family who spoke English was me. Uh, and wow. my brother had started learning it a little bit. My brother was about two years younger, so he was 10 at the time. And um, so the language barrier was huge, and we, we can come back to that at any point. But um, our first destination was Atlanta, Georgia. And hmm. the reason, well, the Olympics were going to happen here in 96, right? And okay. So we came in 95. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know anybody, didn't have really any like family or anything here. It was just completely new. But Georgia is nice in the south and it's mm. nice and humid and hot <laughs> that so is true coming from romania which is like you know the equivalent of new york in terms of uh temperature mm -hmm. and um humidity and things of that sort to to georgia in july man so we're coming through the airport right right and in the airport like everything's 70 degrees and cool right because the air conditioning is great it just works um and so we spent a good amount of hours, you know, um, with the immigration office getting like our fingerprints and all that ready since that was our first like landing okay. in the United States. So we're like exhausted from the flight and tired, but you know, it's nice and cool and we're about to walk out. It's about, I don't know, two, three o'clock in the afternoon and we're walking out the airport and then the doors to the air to the Atlanta airport open up, right? Right. And then I just felt like I stepped into hell. Really? Because it was so hot and humid, man. It <laughs> Literally. Was like, it was so bad. I had never experienced like that type of humidity and heat all at once. Sure. By the time I got to uh, the car of, uh, of a friend of a friend mm -hmm. who kind of met us there um, to their car, I was sweating. Yeah. I never sweated before oh, walking yeah. to the car in the summer. Like, Welcome to Georgia. This was new, right? Yeah. So it was just like, oh my God. Um, so I, I don't think I'll ever forget that experience of just sure. Georgia, you know. That's, fun. that's funny that that's what you remember, like right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. it was so hot, man. It was yeah. so hot. Yeah. So so what was like, you know, obviously you come here, you get settled in. Um, you know, what was just like, when you look back, what was just hard on you, I mean, emotionally or mentally? Or or were you just, was that something that just didn't really phase you? Just like, all right, this is it. I got to get after it or, or what? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, at, at that age, um there's not a lot of fear or a lot of anything. It mm. was, um, a, there was a lot of pressure as well, being one of the first, all, the few people to speak English in the family. Right. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to like question it. It was more, well, if I don't get to help or translate or whatever, then who, who will, right? Mm. So a lot of that pressure kind of um, just came on and it was just part of life. It didn't really phase me one way or the other. Really? Um, now, not having any friends um, and just being in a completely different environment that was that was different yeah um, you know going from a place where I knew everything I there was public transportation because um, we came from the city from the from Bucharest which is like the capital okay. of Romania okay and there's public transportation everywhere there so you right. can just jump on 
you know, a train or a bus or something and get from point. There was no, there was no Uber back in 95. (laughs) Right. Um, but, uh, you know, coming here where you absolutely have to have a vehicle, like there's, there wasn't even any sidewalks. So, um, it was a huge lifestyle change for sure. Mm. Um, but you know, I think that's about it for like struggles. Really? Um, well, I mean, for a twelve-year-old, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a good. That's a good point you bring up. Is is you kind of don't even know about it. You right. know, you don't realize it. But I, I identify with though that there's the pressures, like you're saying. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I, I it seems normal for you, but man, I can't imagine if you drop me off in a foreign country and I can't speak the language, or one person can. I mean, I've been on I've been on a mission trip to Haiti once, and I'll never forget. And when, if I didn't have that translator there, I was lo- I was lost in general. But um, when I had that, you know, translator, it was still just so tough. So I, even they don't realize it, it's probably normal to you, man. Like that's that's got to be tough. But I think I resonate with you with the pressure that's on you, and it's just I know I know it's hard to go back to when you're 12 years old. Yeah. But um, just growing up like that, all new friends, all new people, all new everything. You know. Um, tell me about what do you remember of that that was, you know, great about it. Like if I say, hey, what was great about, you know, coming from Romania, coming to America, what was great about it that you remember? Well, it's a novelty, right? Um, so when we left Romania, it had only been uh, like a democratic country for about five years. Before that, it was communist. So hmm. um, wow, a, a lot of stuff was different. Uh, what is taken for granted here, you know, day in and day out in terms of freedoms offered, the, you know, uh, the consumer type of society, sure. the, uh, like elections, uh, no corruption. A lot of that stuff is completely different. So um, I was really excited to, to kind of see everything from a whole different perspective. It's a whole different world sure. um, if you do a comparison one to the other. Um, but I learned English by watching Cartoon Network. Really? It wasn't... Uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network. Thank you for uh, for the you know cartoons. Um, it wasn't translated because, like hmm. I said, it had only been non-communist for about five years. And okay. even then, there was still a lot of like influence um, and a lot of corruption for the, for the government officials were not. But it did open up the, like, the, the broadcast for certain channels to come from the US and they came untranslated and okay. I loved cartoons at that age and sure. so I learned English mostly watching uh, Cartoon Network in English sure so imagine being here and having Cartoon Network and everything <laughs> else and like 24-7 that was so cool sure uh, but I mean it's so much was different yeah you know I, I love what you say about you said the word perspective right. and you know um, for you, you know, a lot I've gone through over the last year or two, and I'm such a big believer in the word perspective. And you take a situation like yours, or you take a situation like I've been through, um, and it's just perspective. Your perspective defines everything about how you view life and how you take on life. Right. And, you know, I love your situation. You come from another country, and, and there's, there's a negative perspectives, and there's positive perspectives. But I can tell... How as you, as I know people can't see you, but as you're talking, you have such more of a positive perspective you've taken on about coming here than you could have focused on all the negatives. You still remember them, but what do you choose to focus on? And I know for me, you know, I was having lunch with he's kind of a new friend in my life. He's the pastor of a of a church I've been attending um, lately up here, 
and we were talking about perspective and you know the past year as you know has been tough on me and all that type of stuff but for me i think what's been a game changer has been choosing the right perspective and choosing i mean there's there's difficult crap that you've had to go through that i've had to go through that you know i look back now over my last you know couple years and it's like yeah there's a lot of negative but so much good has come out of it with things I've realized about myself, ways I've grown, things I've changed my mindsets in, things I've pursued for myself, for you know, physical fitness, um, my mental health, uh, other endeavors, friendships, um, so much positive. And I think for me is I could sit back when we talk about the word perspective. That's why I love that you bring that up mm-hmm. is the word perspective is I've just had to choose I've got to take a, this is my perspective. I get to do this. I've got to, you know, it's just been, there's been more good that's come out of it than not. And it's just how you choose that perspective. It's just a, it's just a huge influence of where your direction of life is. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone can focus on the negatives and if we do, and if we dwell in that, that becomes our life. And then all it is is just a pity party. Mm. It's more of a, Oh, poor, poor pitiful me or, Oh, this stuff is happening to me or, Oh, the world is against me. And, you know, we can live in that. We can dwell on that for a little bit, maybe use it for, for fuel, but we can't like stay there. Right. We have to choose better because everyone, when you talk to them, they want to get better. They want to improve. They want to do something different. Mm. And a lot of that is choosing that different path, choosing the better path, choosing to maybe be grat- uh, show gratitude and mm. be grateful for certain things because it kind of helps with the with the psyche a little bit and kind of puts you in a, in a better perspective, you know? Right. Um how we see the world through our own eyes shapes the actions that we take and Mm. conversely, or at the same time that the reactions to that. Right. Right. So if we just focus on the negative, then everything is just bad around us. Right. But if we start looking at some of the good stuff, then, you know, we essentially find luck, find success. Right. Or it finds us in a way because we're always looking for it. Right. Yeah, I love you said the word gratitude. Right. And man, I, I think that is just a game changer in itself. And and for me, a, a thing I did for years um, was a thing called First and Ten. I had a little gratitude journal. And I just wrote down when I first woke up every day, 10 things I was grateful for from the day before. And I've never been a huge journaler, but it was cool that over the course of a couple of years, I had journals full of great things that I was grateful for. And it was little stuff like a cup of coffee on the back porch, you know, um, doing something small, you know, with one of my kids. And, but that topic of gratitude is something that I know in those seasons of my life, when I have worked and chosen to be grateful. And like I said, I don't even, there's people we don't even know that are out there that we could list a hundred things for them to be grateful for right now, right now, right here. I could list that for anybody. And when you choose to be grateful and you take that exercise and that practice to be grateful and to think grateful thoughts, figure out what you're grateful for in your life, uh, I think it changes you, you know? Oh, it does. It so, shapes you. Yeah. So um, I love that. I love how you're just hearing again, your perspective on things and just that input you put and, you know, to, to push a little bit ahead, you know, obviously you come to the country, um, you go to Georgia Tech, which is a, is a incredible school obviously um you get a degree but then did you get into business for yourself just straight from georgia tech or or uh, did you take a little bit of a while or what did you do right after graduating 
Uh, well, so, you know, business started while I was at tech because okay. um, I just needed some extra money okay. uh, just kind of to pay for college and for expenses and whatnot. And so uh, technology was relatively easy for me. I was younger. I liked video games. So sure. uh, anything computer related was just natural and hence the, the field of computer engineering mm. um, that I went into. So it was just something to do to get us my, my brother and I, we, we started as partners um, to get us through college. And, really? um, um, you know, it kind of grew over time and it became uh, our main source of income. Now, um, he, he does something different now, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, that's how the business started. Really? Okay. And then, you know, as you were getting going, um, like I said, I've, I've known you for years as, you know, you've been a huge part of, with your business and, and serving uh, the company I've been involved with, obviously. And, um, I know you've got a lot of, you know, successful clientele and, and all that type of stuff that you do serve and do a great job with. Um, but what I'd ask you next is what do you think right now is the hardest about making it in your business, in your life? Um, I mean, what, what's been some struggles for you personally on, along the way, whether it's business or life, I guess. I mean that. I know that's, that's an open-ended question, right. so uh, you can take that however you want. Questions, right? Um, I would say that the biggest hindrance um, is fear. Hmm. Um, you know, at least for me, uh, taking that first step, or maybe not knowing, not being confident enough in taking on specific tasks or projects. Um, fear keeps a lot of people behind. Um, but I'm more that's of the true. mindset that. Just start it. Try it. If you run into an obstacle, find a way to overcome it. You know, there's so mm. many resources we have now. There's a plethora of books and podcasts and videos. Right. And anything. So regardless of what you run into in life, you're going to find an answer so long as you want to move forward. Mm. And you're not afraid of just hitting a couple of roadblocks. Mm. Everything in life is a roadblock, right? Right. Um, if it's if it's worth doing, you're going to run into some kind of difficulty and That's true. obstacles and you've got to overcome them. And so I think that really defined my attitude towards life in that no matter what happens, I know that I'm willing to put in the effort to find a way through it or around it or whatever, just to keep moving forward. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's good. I mean, just embracing, like you said, the word roadblocks. And I think so many people think that when they, and when they go on a journey of whether it's Health and fitness, relationships, um, business, work, job, whatever, uh, parenting. Um, they think it's, oh, it's supposed to be perfect. My kids, you know, I'm raising a two-year-old. I'm raising teenagers, you know. I'm, I've found someone I'm in love with. Hey, I've got a job. It's supposed to be just perfect all the time. And realizing you're going to have roadblocks. That's normal. Like a, a phrase I've learned that's helped me a lot is like, I listened to a lot of uh, David Goggins. He's the Navy SEAL kind of runner and all that stuff. And he's got some great stuff out there. But it's like he said something that stuck with me. He's like, embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Like things are going to happen in life as a parent, as a spouse, you know, as in your job, whatever, and embrace the suck. And I love how you say that because I think most people, they hit that first boundary and they just stop. They just stop. And, and that is something you're good at where – as you're telling me that, I'm like, man, I've seen Lucian do this over the years where it's like, all right, we hit a wall. Okay, we'll just figure something else out. And and that's, you know, 
it's it's amazing. I think that's a, a great skill that you do have. So, um, I like I like hearing how you say that. So so fear is a big thing for you. Yeah, I mean, fear I think is not just for me, but for a lot of folks, a big um, hindrance. And it just kind of it kind of holds people behind from trying new things or venturing or just in general. Yeah. What do you, what do you think um, when you do hit hard things like hard things in your life? Maybe not a specific obstacle, or maybe you're not chasing a specific task, but when, when hard things hit you in life, whether, again, it can be in work, you know, parenting, personal stuff, whatever, what helps you push through hard things? Right. So for me, um, you know, I was fortunate enough during a time of difficulty in my life mm-hmm. to... Uh, to kind of stop and remember and find Jesus Christ and really? finding hope and what at the time seemed like hopeless mm. really shaped and defined who I am now. So really, um, a lot of times I start to just pray. Okay. And so if, if things are really bad, I pray, um, you know, there prayer is a very interesting thing mm-hmm. in that, who doesn't want an instant answer to whatever they're going through, whatever <laughs> ails them at this current time, right? Sure. But I think one of the one of the topics in um, in Romans is be patient in affliction. Mm. And you know whether we're sick or going through tough times, we just have to be patient enough, long enough, mm. until we're at on the other side and our prayers are answered. And then that usually molds you, right? Yeah. Yeah, because patience in our society, and I mean, it, it's hard. Well, I mean, we all have our phones in our pockets, right? right? Everything is pinged, instant, direct, sent to us within a fraction of a second. Right. If we don't receive a text message, you know, within a couple of seconds or it doesn't say red on the screen, you know, we start to wonder what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you're, now, you're exactly let's take right. Let's a step back and go, you know, to the days where you have to actually send letters. Oh, yeah. Over entire oceans. Right. And you know, wait weeks for responses. Mm. And yet society still progress forward. Right. But in today's society, we just, we want everything to be right now or right. yesterday, actually. I, th- I think it's something, I know I try to pursue a little bit with my kids um, and just in my life is how do I take steps back? How do I slow down a little bit? Like you're saying, I've always been a big letter writer um, with, you know, family members of mine. And it's just trying to say, how do you savor the little stuff? And, um, that's always been a big thing of mine. Um, but I like, I like hearing how, you know, it's, I appreciate you being honest with how, you know, you talk about your faith, getting you through stuff. And obviously, you know, I'm a person of faith. Um, and it's just, you know, every person has their ways, you know, um, or has what works for them. And I, I appreciate you opening up and, and sharing that. And as you said something, it reminded me of something is, you know, I go back to one of the best qualities I felt about you is just that you're the get it done type of guy, right? Uh, what is your mindset of how do you do so good at just getting it done? Like, what is your mindset? Like, you, I mean, you just, you see a task, let's get it done. How, like, what is your mindset on that? I mean, I like to see things fulfilled. I feel like there, a lot of people have dreams, you know, and all they need every now and then is just a little helping hand to get them over the hurdle. Just somebody to just either, sometimes they don't even need the help so much as they need the encouragement. Mm. Um, they just need somebody to tell them this is going to be fine. You're right. going to get 
through this, you know, or this is the right direction, or I know it's overwhelming, but it's still in a, in a positive direction. You're still making steps forward. Um, and so I just approach everything as in, if I can help, or if I'm, I'm, I'm placed in a specific spot sure. in general, I think I'm, I'm a big believer in being placed, um, around people that we can help and we can assist and we can serve. So if I'm sitting there and I see a problem and it's within my capacity to assist or help in any way, right. why wouldn't I? Hmm. So I just start speaking. Right. Sometimes not a good thing. You know? <laughs> Some people don't want to hear the, the specific advice, right? But sure. in most other circumstances, that's how I approach it, man. Yeah. It's, it's just your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You, you enjoy being that problem solver and you, I think that's your calling, honestly, in a lot of ways. Um, is, is just, that's, that's a big thing I've seen about you. So as you're saying that I, I totally, totally get that. Um, <clears throat> you know, what are, what are some struggles for you as a person, I guess, along the way? I mean, we're all, we're all not perfect. You know, gosh, I've vented to you for years about, you know, I know you, you preach to me about all my positivity and I hear that from so many people, but, but man, Lord knows I got tons of struggles and, and things I've had to adjust on. And there's been times that you've told me things I don't like to hear, but then I usually think I'm like, yeah, you're right. And it comes around, but what struggles to you? Because I think when people listen, they think, oh, a person we interview on this, on the show or, you know, or that we see out in public or we see on social media, they have it all together. They're perfect. So for you, like what struggles do you have or you deal with, um, you know, just how you, how you get after things or just in your life Oh man, that you're comfortable with sharing, obviously. Right. I mean, struggles you know where do we start right you oh you're perfect write, you could write a book you know that stretches from here to antarctica on struggles right um you know i've gone through relationship problems family problems i've had to learn the art of parenting or you know i don't know if you'd call it an art so much as a survival of parenting <laughs> sure um and the finances, the stress of being a business owner, you know, it's like there are certain aspects about work that, you know, I, I have to, as a business owner, I take with me. So right. if it's a weekend or five o'clock, I can't just clock out. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm supposed to be able to, right? In, right. In theory, like you're supposed to be able to just clock out and uh, spend your time and, and divide it equally and have that work-life balance, but it doesn't always work that like that in right. the real world. And if I hear about something that's struggling or affecting my employees or whatever, then I take that with me. Um, hmm. And then, you know, home stuff and home struggles and relationship problems at home, like those weigh heavily as well. I mean, sure. Um, so we just have to, you know, do our best in the, in the time um, and then reach out to folks who um, are there for us and talk to them and um, realize that we're not alone. We always have Absolutely. resources. Um, Absolutely. Even, even just, random people sometimes can be resources in our time hmm. of need absolutely and, and i love that you say that and i, and I appreciate opening it up and and um because I, I want people to see and hear like hey we're, we're talking to somebody who does a lot of great things um seems like it has everything together but what are real struggles because i think people just think oh i'm alone in this and i love what you said about getting around other people because man that's been you know a game changer for me in a difficult seasons of life is uh is just being around man getting positive good people around you even ones that i never expected and it's random people 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we as humans are creatures of being alone, right? Right. Uh, I think we were meant to be around others. Um, being alone, at least for me, it doesn't do much. It doesn't give me a different perspective. Like, I can already, I already know what I'm going to think about in my head if I'm alone sure. because it's my thoughts. Right. Whereas if I just go and sit around other people or talk to them or just hear them talking about their problems, that kind of helps me clear my head a little bit. Sure. Uh, gives me a different perspective on their life. Right. Um, and in the end, it also helps me because now I'm like, hey, look, this person had the strength to make it through this other thing that maybe mm -hmm. I haven't suffered through or haven't faced. Yeah. But, um, you know, if they can make it through a difficult time, I can make it too. Right. You know, so it's really important to spend time with other people um but then at the same time you know i think the people we spend most of our time with are also the people that kind of mold us right mm. um many many people believe that you know it's the um the five people you spend most of your time with is are the people that shape us and, correct um i i kind of believe that oh 100 right 100 uh I, miguel de cervantes in uh don quixote de la mancha he you know he said tell me thy company and i'll tell thee who thou art you know exactly he was trying to see if it's a dragon or a windmill or whatever right. but the concept is still the same in that the, our company the people we keep the people we have closest to us are right the people that really shape us 100 yeah if you if you want to change your future for the good change up the be the be around people that are better than you better for you than you know where you want to be don't hang out with the bums that you know are dragging you down or making you make bad decisions you know put people around you that are going to shape you into positive influences yeah and i think it's important to, to notice also about that is that when we are intentional mm -hmm. about the people we spend our time with right we choose to grow we choose to pick um uh, companions around us who exemplify certain ethics or certain things that we want to do. Right. However, when we spend our time with people who are maybe on the wrong path of life or maybe not in the right season of life, we don't get to choose to be dragged down. Mm. Just by association, we get dragged down with them. Right. Mm. That's that's really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, just so much. Man, they like said it just to cut to the point. It's like, hey, just choose better people to be around, more positive people to be around. And yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you're you're exactly right. I know for me, like that, that's been a game changer and, and that support. So, not to not to cut too much towards the end because you know I like to keep it you know somewhat compact or short. But you know, I love that we've you know we've heard a little bit about you know in a quick time frame you know, just your life, some of your struggles, you know, just some, some great nuggets of, of good and bad and, and how much positive stuff you brought to the, to the, uh, to the recording today. But if you had a message for people out there and this is completely off the cuff, you can go wherever you want with this. But if you had a message for people out there today, it can be in any direction. What would it be? I think I'm going to go back to fear, man. I think I'm going to say, you know, everyone's afraid of something. Mm. Um, and, if you can just make one step towards overcoming whatever fear, if you can just take a few seconds, whatever obstacle hits you at any given time, and just tell yourself, this too shall pass and I can overcome this, uh, regardless of the issue in, in front of you, um, I think that's really gonna help. That's good. This too shall pass and take one step in that direction. That's, that's really good.
I guess my last question, um, if you know, again, that was pretty positive to lead with, leave with, but um, leave me with something positive for people to hear. That's not, it's kind of the same question, but I'm giving you a phrase in a different way because I do like stressing. I mean, that was that was good. That you said this too shall pass and take one step. But if I said leave us with something positive for people to hear, um, I think we have a lot of people around us. Um, that we value and that sometimes we just need to reach out to them Mm. and remind them that they matter and that they're important. And I think, you know, if if we could do that from time to time, I think that would kind of help society in general. Man, that's good. I like that. And that's a perfect segue into, as you know, I like to finish off. I'm a very process-oriented person. Um, I'm very, you know, all about... My goals are never about the scoreboard. They're always about the tasks. That's just how I'm how I'm wired. And so, you know, with every uh, with every recording, I like to end it with kind of what is our our task of the day. You know, a task that when you hear this, go out, go do it. Nothing hard, just that small. That maybe it's that one step, like you said, in the right direction. So as you're saying that, uh, my task of the day today was to find one person in your life. Just one person. If you do more, great, but just find one person. Maybe you haven't been connected with them in many years. Or you've just you've thought about them, you've felt, you know, the need to reach out. But just shoot a te- shoot a text message to just one person today that you haven't heard from or been in contact with for years. Just checking in on them, saying hello. Uh, give them something positive. Give them so, just something to encourage them. Let them know you were thinking of them and and all that. And I know for me to give you a personal story is I actually just did this recently, um, not even realizing it to a good friend, an old college baseball teammate of mine. Haven't talked to him and I think I've talked to him once in the last 16, 17 years, maybe longer than that, 18 years. And I don't know what led me, but I just felt about two weeks ago to shoot him a random text. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, is this still you? Whatever. And over the last two weeks, um, me and this old teammate of mine have, uh, we've talked on the phone for hours and we text almost every day now. And I think it's been a meaningful part to him um, and what he's going through in life. And I know for me, it's had, not even looking for it, it's had a great impact on myself coming back. So don't underestimate the importance of a simple text and that would be my my task of the day is find that one person you're going to send a text to today from the past and uh, just be an encouragement to them. So um, with that, Lucian, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just uh, I, I just think it's, it's just amazing insight you've given us. So thank you so much. And um, I, hope, uh, I hope you just keep chugging along and just keep doing the awesome things you're doing. So no, great thank job. You, man. Thank you. Absolutely.